0: We're going to have the Bible reading, which comes from uh, Luke, chapter 18, verses 1 to 8.
1: Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. The Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes... Will he find faith on the earth?
0: Let's come before the Lord in prayer. Father God, we pray that you will quieten our hearts this morning. We pray that we would sit in your presence, that we would hear from your Holy Spirit, that you would remind us of what you have done for us through Christ Jesus and that you would spur us on to engage in our relationship with you as we seek to be among those who are praying people because we trust that you are the sovereign Lord of the universe who loves us and through your Son has given us eternal life in him. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there was once a small group of fishermen and they'd gone out for a fishing trip in the cool of the evening. But these fishermen, well, they weren't out there fishing for sport or recreation. They were professional fishermen. They were very experienced at what they did, and they knew how to use their nets and where the best spots were to put them in and the best time to be out there, hence being out at night time. But despite all their experience, they worked hard all through the night throwing in their nets and then patiently waiting as they pulled it up again to find it completely empty. And so they did it over and over and over again throughout the night, despite how tired they would have been and the fact that they probably just wanted to go to bed. They kept on throwing in those nets, only to come up with nothing all over again. It must have been incredibly frustrating for them and more than a little bit defeating. But they kept on going right through the night. Early the next morning, just before sun came up, they saw somebody on the beach off in the distance. They couldn't quite make out who it was. And as they got a little bit closer, they, this person on the beach called out, friends, haven't you any fish? Or frustrated by the evening's events, having spent all night throwing these nets in, having gotten nothing, you can imagine they were pretty a bit grumpy. So they said no. That's all they said, no. But the man on the shore called out, throw your net on the other side of the boat and you'll find something. Now, can you imagine what they must have thought when they heard that? These guys were. Well, we're very experienced fishermen. They'd pick the best time of the night. They'd pick the best spot to be out fishing. Who was this bloke on the shore to tell us that all we need to do is cast down there on the other side of the boat? These guys were feeling tired, weary and defeated. How could they have worked all night, worked so hard and come up with nothing? But despite their better judgment... They chose not to give up and decided to listen to this man's advice. So they threw their net on the other side of the boat and before they knew it, they had more fish than they were able to actually physically pull into the boat and they had to tow the net off the side of the boat, still hanging off the side of the boat, all the way to shore before they could get their hands on the catch. They'd worked hard all night without seeing any kind of reward and they could have given up at any point during that night. But they did it. They kept on working throughout the night, despite how frustrating that night must have been for them. But as morning came, Jesus, who was the one standing on the shore, guided them to what they'd been seeking all through the night. Had God stopped them from getting what they needed? No. He had waited until just the right time to give them exactly what they needed so that they would not only have the fish they needed for their livelihood, but so that they would know that God was providing for them both physically and spiritually. Hebrews 11 tells us that faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. But as much, as, us, as much of us would like to be men and women of faith, sometimes it can be really hard to hold on to the faith we hope for when we are struggling to see what God is doing in our lives. In the verses we're looking at today, Jesus is telling a parable to encourage his disciples and us to keep on praying, even when it feels as though God isn't answering our prayers, and to never give up. Imagine we've all experienced that feeling of earnestly, sincerely praying to the Lord about something that is a burden on our hearts when it feels as though God isn't listening. When we pray for friends and loved ones who we desperately want to know hope in Christ Jesus, but we seem to see them drifting further and further away. When we pray for loved ones who are sick and suffering and they only seem to get worse. When we pray for relationship breakdowns, financial hardship, and all sorts of other concerns that cause us stress, And worry, and yet we're unable to see how God is answering those prayers. Well, in those times, it can be really hard to hold on to the faith that we have in what we cannot see. But even though it can be hard to hold on to that faith sometimes, God is answering our prayers, as 2 Peter 3 9 says. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. When we pray earnestly to God, sincerely from the heart, God does answer our prayers. He might not answer them when we expect him to or how we expect him to. We might find ourselves like those fishermen waiting throughout the night. But God is not slow in keeping his promises. He has promised to answer the prayers of those who trust in him. Matthew 7, verses 7 and 8 tells us, Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks the door will be opened. Even though God may not answer our prayers when we expect him to, he always answers them at just the right time for our good and for his glory. In the parable in these verses that we're looking at this morning in Luke 18, Jesus describes a judge. Now, this judge does not fear God. And he has no respect for people either. This man cannot be persuaded to do the right thing on the basis of God's law because he doesn't fear God. And he cannot be persuaded to do the right thing because of his reputation or the fear of men. Because he couldn't care less about what others think. And so there's only one thing that can motivate a man like this. And that is his desire to look after himself. The second person Jesus describes in this parable is a widow. This widow is obviously a woman who has lost her husband, which in those days meant that she had not only lost her husband, her her provider, but she had lost the one who would have stood up for her when she had been wronged, her protector. And so she had no choice but to go to this judge on her own and plead her case. Jesus doesn't explain how this woman had been wronged, but what we do know is that someone had taken advantage of her, most likely because they knew that she was vulnerable, that she had no one to protect her or to plead her case. And you can imagine how intimidating it would have been for a widow like this to approach this kind of a judge, one who was known for being unjust. Somehow, as hard as it would have been, she found the courage to ask for justice from this judge. But only being motivated by self-interest, and given that this woman had no authority or power or any kind of money that he might be bribed with, this judge refused over and over and over again to grant her request. Rather than give up, like I'm sure she would have been tempted to do on many occasions, this widow kept on going back. She kept on going back to that judge over and over again. We are told that for some time he refused to grant her request. She was incredibly persistent. And eventually her persistence wore him down and he finally said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. This judge wasn't motivated by his concerns for this woman. He could not care less about her. He wasn't motivated by right or wrong or God's law because he did not fear God. And he wasn't motivated by what others thought of him because he care, couldn't care less about what others thought. But Even though this unjust judge was eventually motivated by this woman's perseverance as she slowly but surely wore him down. So Jesus goes on to say in verse 6, Listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? What Jesus is saying is, That if this unjust judge, this man who does not care about right or wrong, who could not care about justice, if even he did the right thing because this widow wore him down with her persistence, how much more should we expect our righteous and loving God to answer the prayers of those he has given his son for? If we have faith in Christ Jesus, then we are among his chosen ones. We are amongst those whom God longs to provide for. And if God, the righteous judge, longs to provide for all of our needs, then surely he will grant us, he will have great delight in granting us everything we need. As we, like the persistent widow, Continue to work at our prayer life, bringing our prayers and our requests to the judge of all things. Now, Jesus isn't teaching us here that we need to wear him down, that we need to keep praying and praying and praying about something before he'll eventually grant our requests. That's not what this is teaching. And he isn't teaching us that we need to have long prayers with all sorts of complicated and special wording, what he really wants is our hearts and our sincere prayer. And what he wants it is for us to persist in prayer, to keep praying, even when it feels like we aren't getting an answer. In 1 Kings chapter 18, Elijah challenged the priests of Baal to Get their God, Baal, to answer them. And so they cried out from morning till noon. They shouted aloud and they started cutting themselves. They were doing everything they could to get Baal to answer them. In a little bit of a comical way, in that passage, Elijah starts to taunt them. Because Elijah serves the real God, the living God. And so when Elisha's turn came, he prayed to the living God, the only one who is able to save. And God immediately answered Elisha's prayer and sent fire down from heaven and it burnt up the sacrifice and the wood. But more than that, it burnt up the stones and the soil. We worship the one true and living God, the one who does answer our prayers not some idol made by hands or thought up in somebody's mind. And so we should expect our loving Heavenly Father will answer the prayers of those who trust in Him. It's not something that He does begrudgingly because we've worn Him down like the unjust judge, answering our prayers so that we'll stop bothering Him. It's something that He delights to do for His children. In fact, he never leaves the prayer of someone who trusts in him unanswered. He may not answer how we would expect him to, and he may not answer when we would expect him to, but he always answers our prayers. Sometimes, of course, like any loving father, the answer will be no to what we've asked for. Occasionally, we might be able to look back on our circumstances and see the bigger picture of why God said no to something we've asked for. But often we won't. In these verses, Jesus is encouraging his disciples and us to keep on praying, even when it feels like we aren't getting an answer. He's encouraging us to trust God enough to leave the answer in his hands, trusting him enough to ask him for things that he even might say no to. Do we avoid asking God for things that he might say no to? Now, obviously, I'm not speaking about the prayer for the shiny red Ferrari or, or the latest bit of John Deere machinery. I, I obviously. I'm not talking about that. I mean prayers about specific situations, those things that really churn us up inside that we, when we cannot see a way out.
1: Are we praying about those things? Do you avoid praying for those people that we
0: think are too far gone for God to save? Or have we stopped praying for someone? Because after many years of praying for them, we only seem to be seeing them moving further and further away from the Lord. If we believe that we serve the God who answers the prayers of those who trust in him, then we should also trust him enough to say yes or no, depending on what is best for us, and best in giving him the glory. In these verses Jesus is asking us to trust him enough to be willing to accept that he may say no at least for now and yet still keep on praying. Let's not pretend that prayer is easy. Prayer is something that is really hard because it requires us to stop everything, and sit in God's presence and focus our attention solely on him. When we pray, as we talk to our Heavenly Father, our minds are momentarily taken off all our worries and our concerns, and we are brought to the throne of grace. We're reminded who God is and what Christ has done for us.
1: If you get nothing from this morning's message, hear this. Prayer is the practical
0: application of believing God's word and trusting in God's one and only son. I was very challenged by that this week. Prayer is the practical application of believing God's word and trusting in God's one and only son. When Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on earth? He is challenging us, if we have faith in him, to apply our faith in him by bringing our worries, fears and joys before him in prayer. After all, if we believe that God raised Christ from the dead, and defeated the power of sin and death for us, then answering our prayers is really easy for him. And if the unjust judge was willing to answer the requests of this widow because she kept on praying to him, oh, going to him, over and over again, how much more will the one who loves us And who gave his one and only son for us be willing to provide for all of our needs. Prayer is really important. I hope we all know that. It it reminds us of who God is and what he has done for us through Christ Jesus. These verses are challenging those with faith in Christ Jesus to be persistent in prayer not necessarily with lots of words and not necessarily for long periods of time, but committed to regular, earnest, sincere prayer, to shutting out the busyness of our lives and sitting in God's
1: presence and being reminded who he is and what he has done for us through Christ Jesus. Not just
0: in the morning and not just in the evening, but throughout our day, as we live our lives in conversation with our Heavenly Father who loves us and who is in control of all things. These verses are challenging us to trust God enough to allow him to decide whether the answer to our prayers should be yes or no, and therefore being confident to ask God for things that take faith things that we feel are hard to pray for and to trust him with the answer. As Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20 says, The God we serve is able to do immeasurably more than all we, we imagine, according to his power that is in work within us. Just think about that, immeasurably more than we can even imagine. So if you can think of it to pray for it, God's able to do
1: vastly more than that. So why do we limit what we are praying for? He's able to do immeasurably more than we can even think up or imagine
0: we should be quite audacious in the way we pray to our loving Heavenly Father. Let's not be amongst those who give up talking to God because we don't feel as though we are being heard. But Instead, let's boldly approach the throne of grace, knowing that it was through Christ's death that we've been given this privilege of being able to come to our Heavenly Father knowing that our loving Heavenly Father desires to do what is
1: best for us, even if that's saying no. Let us boldly approach the throne of grace and bring our prayers and requests to
0: the one who works all things together at the right time and for the good of those who love him, so that all will see
1: that we serve a just and loving God. Let's pray. Father God, we confess that the busyness of our lives and
0: sometimes the lack of our, our lack of faith in whether you'll answer our
1: prayers has kept us from bringing our worries and our concerns to you. Lord, as we sit in your presence this morning, help us to hand those things over to you now. Lord, we pray this coming week that we would
0: share with you our joys and our sorrows and our hopes for the future. That we would be in constant conversation with you. That when things go well, we would praise you. And
1: when things go poorly or against our will, that we would cry out to you for help. Let us do this, Lord. Because we know that you are faithful and we know that you are working all things for our good and for your glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.